Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast with a second-generation riser named Luke Neese. We'll talk to Luke about, Luke about uh, SMX, WSX, AMA Supercross, and uh, riding and training at club and more. His dad as well, Jim Neese, legend privateer. Uh, so thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Pulp MX30 is the code to save with FXR Racing. Uh, go there and get the same gear that, uh, yeah, Phil Nicoletti and Zolopes uh, run. You see the FXR Racing and a lot of privateers and a lot of racers out there. They make great stuff. And uh, happy to have the guys at FXR on board with us. Pulp MX30 is the code to save with those guys. Race Tech, they got suspension seminars. They got motor seminars starting up in Corona, California. This is where a lot of suspension people in the industry got started. I'm being dead serious. They started by taking these Race Tech seminars taught by Paul Feed himself. Racetech.com to learn more about these seminars. Get involved in the industry and uh, learn from the best at the folks at Race Tech. And if you want a discount on gold valves, motor work or anything, uh, tell them you listen to Pulp MX when you call there. Uh, really informative website as well, racetech.com. Uh, Pulp MX is the code to save with those guys. Thank you to Namira Pistons as well, Namira Technologies. They got a deal at Dennis Kirk right now as well. Uh, no code needed, 15% off whether you're restoring your vintage bike, rebuilding a new 450 race motor, or working on your four-wheeler. Namira has what you need, featuring a full line of cats and forged pistons, connecting rods, gasket kits, and more. And, uh, yeah, thanks to Namira, guys. Uh, big District 23 people there. Namira.com for more information on that. Of course, they're a big supporter of uh, Joan Cross out there in Supercross. Roost MX as well. Pulp Nation to save 20% off. Uh, pitch shirts, tents, wraps, uh, e-bike wraps. They got that stuff. They got pre-printed backgrounds. They got complete uh, pulp section on their website, pulp nation section on their website, backpack, sticker kits, Cobra merch, all of it. Uh, pulp nation is the code to save at roostmx.net. So looking for graphics, looking for a deal, uh, pulp nation at roostmx.net. We'll tell you more about Maxis and seat concepts and Zools and uh, firepower later on in the show. And uh, of course, FXR and race tech. Thank you to that. Uh, but for now, let's talk to Luke Neese about uh, a bunch of stuff. Cause the dudes have been racing all over the world lately. Uh, so thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Love doing these privateer uh, island podcasts. Uh, it's interesting to talk to the guys that I don't really know. Uh, but thanks for uh, listening. And, um, yeah, we'll see you at the races. All right, now on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. Like I promised off the top of the show, second-generation racer uh, doing the SMX races as well for the guys at Club MX. Got World Supercross to talk about. We got Supercross in general to talk about. It's Luke Neese. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, let's let's talk SMX, I guess, first. it's We had our pulp show the other night, and we're talking about the differences. I really like how Charlotte was like a hybrid with the big rhythm, but then it was motocross, and then Chicago was just strictly motocross, and it looked like a nasty national by the end. Not even focusing on your own race, Luke, what did you think of the two two races? Like, what do you think of this whole thing and, and the format and the tracks and all that? Uh, I like the format. I liked. I definitely like the Charlotte track more than the Chicago track. I wasn't a huge fan of Chicago. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Chicago. I did or uh, Charlotte. I did like that one, um, mm -hmm. just because it was more of like a, I'd say closer to like a Daytona type of style. Yep. Um, obviously, there wasn't much passing there or anything like that. Um, but no, that was a really cool track. Um, and a cool place to go to. I mean, for me, it's a hometown race. So yeah, really. Um, but the Chicago one, that one was straight outdoors, and 
I haven't raced outdoors in I don't know, <laughs> three years. So I, that one was a struggle bus for me, but I, I really didn't like that track one bit. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it definitely, like Dino, Dean Wilson posted, he's just like, I haven't raced motocross for a couple of years, and that was straight up moto. And it looked that way, man. Uh, Roxon was on the show saying, you know, he ran motocross suspension. Um, and yeah, outside, and he said the lights were a little sketchy too. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the lights were really really bad in Chicago. I know back there in the back where like we kind of went out of the this the like into the stands area, I couldn't see it, anything, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, it was just blind. Yeah, um, but um, okay, so yeah, what definitely looked like it got pretty rough and and ruddy and everything else. Um, also, uh, you're in the LCQ for these things, um, and this weekend I guess Chicago they took six to eight, so. A little, and Derek Kelly go, went down at some point. So, like, yeah, everything everything was a little less stressful for you, huh? Yeah, no. This weekend, it, it was a little. I, the first weekend, I got I got it handed to me. Um, Blows, he cut the track like after the, yep. the start or whatever, like that. Um, so I got it handed to me. And then this weekend, um, it definitely helped that Derek Kelly went down for me. But I, I definitely had to work for it a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so no, that one it, the LCQs haven't been too bad, and especially this weekend since they took six, it made it a lot easier on us. <laughs> yeah, I think you so. got Yoder was it, you got Yoder on the last lap or something, I think, right? Like he was yeah, in front of you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you had the yeah, last spot Yoder. there for a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was in the the danger zone there for a little bit with blows. No, right. he wasn't too happy at me at uh, at Charlotte <laughs> so, <laughs> um, for taking the spot there away from. Him. So I was a little nervous there for a minute, but yep. um, no, I, I ended up getting around Yoder and. Uh, uh, was was in a decent spot, so I, I was okay with it. Uh, what did you think when you found out, like, hey, you were eligible to race these things? They, they, you know, they were going down the list. They were trying to find guys to, to do this thing, um, and you know, eventually the call went out to you. I don't know what you, how far back you were, but uh, was that was that a no brainer for you, or did the club guys line it up for you, or how did it come together for you to go on club for these races? Man, I uh, I literally was riding at club because um, that was. Just after they had said that World Supercross was announced that they were canceling those other rounds or whatever, mm-hmm. for, for sure. So I was just riding Supercross and literally about to go back on the track. And Mike Pelletier called me and was like, uh, hey, would you possibly be interested in racing the SMX races? And I'm like, uh, yeah. I was like, I don't really know how I'm going to be able to do it, but I was like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so because I, I wanted to race no matter what. So um i basically talked to club and honestly that that week that i was riding it was going to be my last week of riding for a little bit just so we didn't use a ton of parts and stuff because there was really no reason for us to be riding at Mm -hmm. that point um yeah and i got the call and i talked to to brandon and mike about it and they they were pumped on it so we uh kind of just came up with a little deal and um I, i didn't really have enough time to to do any other suspension so i've been running my my supercross stuff um and uh so thankfully for this weekend uh preston kilroy he ended up using his outdoor suspension and he let me use his hybrid suspension so it was a little bit better for me this weekend um because the supercross stuff on friday was was not it yeah no roxon was saying on the show like there's no way you'd want supercross stuff for chicago so yeah yeah. no absolutely no way (laughs) (laughs) um that's interesting so what do you think of the uh, the the YZ250 compared to the Honda you've been on? 
Uh, man, it's, it's been awesome. Um, I, I rode, uh, the, the same Yamaha as an amateur. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I went pro, I ended up riding a Honda and I, I was on Phoenix then. And, um, I, I really like it a lot, actually. Um, it, it's been a really good bike for me and club. They've been awesome to me. So it's, they've been helping me test and everything. And man, it's, it's really fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, bo- the bottom, yeah, it, it's huh? It's been the, a world of a difference. The bottom so. is just pretty crazy, right? Yeah, no, it's it's honestly been insane. I know uh, when I first got on the bike right before Birmingham, I'm like, guys, like we're gonna we're gonna have to tune this thing down just so I can get used <laughs> to this thing. Like it's it's been gnarly, but yeah. no, it, it's been really really good. So oh, I'm good. happy with it. Yeah. Do you like? Uh, is there anything about the Honda that you prefer? Like, the, is the chassis or something? Like, what what do you what what would be the ultimate combo for you? Um, so the one thing I liked about the Honda more than the Yamaha, I, I liked the turning more on my Honda than the okay. Yamaha. Um, just cause I feel like the Yamaha, you, it's almost like you're kind of like in the saddle, kind of like a little bit of a Harley style. Like you're kind of mm-hmm. down away from the bars and the Honda is more just a flat, uh, basically kind of how the seat and the handlebars are a little bit. It's more just flat and level. Um, okay. so that I, I definitely kind of struggled with that, but the Yamaha, I like it better in the whoops and that kind of stuff. And, um, obviously just the power of it's insane. Um, but, uh, honestly, like I really like the Yamaha over the Honda way more. Um, I, I kind of figured out the whole turning part of it. I definitely struggled with that at the beginning, but, mm-hmm. um, after I figured it out, it, it's, it's been pretty sweet. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, the, the World Supercross opportunity, obviously, you know, there's just going to be two more rounds, and uh, and then they're going to call it a series. But you, you practice at club, you train at club, you know all the guys, right, Brandon and everybody else. And when I went there, you were in the, the, the main group doing motos and all that. Uh, I'm guessing that's kind of how this thing played out was they were looking around, and literally you're there, and they're like, hey, you had a good Supercross season. Do you want to do the World stuff? Or did you have any – did you go to them? Or how did it come together for Worlds? Yeah, I, I've been training there for, for quite a bit, and me and Brandon are, are really close and stuff, and I've asked to, to be on the team a couple times in the past, and just I've always just picked his brain a little mm-hmm. bit. So um, whenever the World Supercross thing came up, and that was kind of my goal was to to be able to have a good Supercross season and be able to go do the World stuff because um, I, I don't really race outdoors. And um, so really early in the season, I, I – asked Brandon, I'm like, hey, like, if you guys are looking for any world guys, world guys, I would absolutely love to do it. Um, so, and I just literally kept bugging them every weekend, like, hey, have you found anybody? Hey, have you found anybody? So I, I just kept on, kept on. And um, finally, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, well, we'll have you on. So I was like, I was super pumped. <laughs> um, nice. I, yeah. I, I was honestly stressing a little bit uh, right before he had said yes, because I, I broke my foot mid Supercross season. And basically trying to reassure him like hey i'll I'll be fine i'll be fine (laughs) so um but uh yeah no it it was just kind of a no-brainer i think on on both parts just because i'm super close uh to club and it was just kind of an easy transition honestly right after supercross for us so nice okay so uh how did birmingham go for you dude it was so long ago i don't i don't even remember but how was it uh it it was absolutely awful (laughs) (laughs) i mean just to be honest um no i so during Supercross, I, I struggled with arm pump, and um, I had had arm pump surgery like four years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it went away, and it ended up coming back this year. So probably like f- six weeks before the Birmingham race, I went and got the new procedure done uh, by the 
Um, I can't remember his name. Um, the one that sponsors the the, the outdoor season. This oh, okay, past year. yeah, the guy, yeah, that uh, guy, yeah, the McGinley Clinic. Yep. Um, so I, I actually went and got the procedure done with him, and basically the side effect was that it's the you lose your your grip strength for like the first two weeks, mm-hmm. and well, mine ended up lasting like four to six. Oh, so geez. I went into Birmingham and literally could not hang on. Um, and it was a nightmare. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty bad. It's kind of like when you when you wake up from a nap or sleeping and like you you have no strength in your hands. Basically, yeah. that's kind of what it's like. Um, I, like trying to hit whoops or anything like that was <laughs> just a nightmare. Um, so it, it just it didn't go very well. <laughs> is, is it is it back now? Are you back grip strength now? Normal? Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's all good now. Yeah. Um, I. I I ended up. Hey, stop! Sorry, it was my dog. You're good. Um, no, I uh, uh, basically after Birmingham, I just kept riding, mm-hmm. trying to get it back stronger, and uh, it, it's finally been it, it's been 100 percent now, and I, I don't have any arm pumps, so it, it's it's been really good for the SMX rounds. Um, so it's uh, it, it's been a lot better now, though. So okay, so I know a bunch of guys who've done the arm pump surgery. Not every it doesn't work for everybody. Um, and I didn't know it comes back. I didn't know that that fascia or fascia grows back together. And is this a normal thing to have a second surgery on this? Yeah. So I, I was, good, I was actually good friends with Osborne. Um, my, my dad actually messaged him about it. And okay. when I first got it done, um, he's like, yeah, definitely go to him. It, it was Dr. Cobb back then. Um, so when I first got it done, it was amazing. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I was honestly about to quit, um, before I got it done. And when I got it done, it was a game changer for me and it was good to literally this past year it's i think four years now um it literally came back like in the off season i'm like oh boy <laughs> and it wasn't too bad and then literally as soon as supercross started for me it, it was just it was awful i, I got it super bad just mm-hmm. trying to manage it and um it just it, it didn't go away and uh then i i ended up finding the botox stuff and ended up doing that instead of doing actual surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's been a big difference too. So um, um, I think I'm finally over the arm pump stuff now. <laughs> wow. So hopefully it's gone now. Yeah, some guys I know, like Roncata, really liked it back in the day, but then I don't think it worked at all for John Dowd. Um, so, yeah, it's a little controversial, I thought, but I'm glad it worked for you for sure, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's something you battled your whole career then, your whole life. Arm pump. Yeah, yeah, so my, my dad always had it um, during his racing career and uh-huh. everything, and I always had it during amateurs, but not terrible. Um, I always got it at the like the big amateur races mainly, and I always thought it was just a mental thing. Yeah, and, and uh, when I went pro, it was just an everyday thing. I would literally get it during practice, do ten minutes, and my hands are falling off the handlebar. Um, couldn't pull the clutch, nothing, and like I was over at that point. And yeah. then my parents were like my dad, he knows what it was like. And he's like, man, he's like, I don't want you to suffer through it. So let's try to figure something out. And we ended up doing the surgery and it was just a complete difference for wow. me. Um, yeah, yeah. and it was enjoyable at that point. Um, cause I, I had literally just moved to club to train full time. Um, it was going to be my first full, uh, super and outdoor season. And it was just, it was awful. Um, I, I was ready to quit. Um, 
wow. during outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, did you it was, did you try like gripping the bike with your knees? I mean, you tried everything, I guess, right? Like all yeah, that stuff. I mean, yeah. my my dad did a lot of stuff. I, I did the I ate bananas. I would take Advil before I ride. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yep. All the creams and lotions right. and everything. Um, <laughs> So it, it was an every day. It was every every time, um, and it would be so bad that I would get pumped just practicing. Like, and, and when I first moved to club, like I would literally just try to push as hard as I could through it. And after the day was done, my arms were so sore. I would literally yeah. have to ice them at night. Like it was just, it was bad. Oh wow! <laughs> really bad. Jeez. Okay. So yeah, we're back. We're, we're back again. So at least for another four years, you're set. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. So, all right, looking at the points for the SMX, like uh, you had a good Supercross season this year. We'll talk about that in a little bit. You're definitely, you know, you ride more Supercross than motocross, as you said. There's a chance with triple points at the Coliseum, if you have a good night, uh, Luke, you can get in this top 22 and get some series money, you know? So that's good. Yeah, no, these these first two rounds, it's kind of been a little bit of shit luck. Um, I know that in Charlotte, I, I uh, crashed pretty good in the sand and just uh, it – kind of knocked my head a little loose and yeah, uh, i had you in fantasy so i was i was yeah. watching yeah, i was watching <laughs> yeah um so that one that one definitely hurt me a little bit and then uh this past weekend the first moto i had fell off a little bit and then started coming back and just had a super weird crash off the big double in the back and uh and it kind of ruined my, my my moto and then um the second moto i was about 17th or something like that mm-hmm. and was actually feeling really good and I ran out of track in the sand, came back in, and clipped a tough block and literally bent my shifter under my foot peg. I'm like, dude, you are <laughs> joking me, man. Um, so, But, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to uh, L.A. this weekend. It's going to be a little bit more super crossy, so um, a little bit more my style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other than these, these outdoor tracks, they haven't been. So, mm-hmm. um, no, I'm really looking forward to L.A., and I, I've never been out there before, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Now yeah, you should be should be good. Like I said, Jet's not racing, Forkner's not racing, Mumford's not racing, and yeah, if you have a good night, you could jump some dudes, um, you know, and uh, and get get into that money, anyways. Um, so yeah, it's it's nice to see. Hey, uh, Sexton and Roxon both told us how sore they were after Charlotte after round one, uh, and I'm thinking that's a motocross suspension on all of the outdoor part of that of that track that did it to them. How'd you find it? Um. Yeah, I was honestly pretty wrecked. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the same way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was pretty wrecked afterwards. Um, I, just because I had the the hybrid suspension on, and it was more super crossy than it was outdoors. Yeah. Um, so I, I I got completely wrecked, and uh, and the the outdoor part of it it, it got pretty gnarly. Um, I, I was pretty surprised by it, and I like I said, I haven't raced mm-hmm. or really rode outdoors in three years um so it, it was definitely a a difference for me other than supercross so uh, i had muscle sore that i didn't realize i had anymore <laughs> so <laughs> uh are you going to be like phil and complain about having to ride the lcq every weekend or are you okay with that you understand it because phil yeah no i understand it okay. i mean we, very I, I think phil complains about everything so <laughs> yeah yeah really uh yeah you've been around him a lot uh at club i've heard stories of him you know making kids cry for their footwear choice or if somebody shows up with a louis vuitton wallet he unleashes <laughs> on them or if they quit he gets mad at them what's it like just being around that internal uh light of sunshine that is phil nicoletti every day 
Uh, man, he actually hasn't been too bad around me. Um, yeah, I think he I, likes I, you. He likes you. You're, you're. I think he thinks that you know you work hard and you're a good kid. So I think you're yeah. safe. Yeah. Yeah, I, he he doesn't really ever talk to me, so I really don't know how he feels about me. Um, <laughs> he literally texted the group chat. Uh, I guess it, he was giving you my number. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, he was like, "Hey, which one is Luke in this chat?" And that's all I got. And he never texted me before. So, um, yeah, he, he doesn't really ever talk to me or anything. I know I actually, uh, I gave him shit one day cause he was complaining about the track and we were doing uh-huh. something. And I'm like, dude, do you just always complain every day? Um, oh, and boy. he never really said anything to me about that. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But, uh, no, I, I do love all the, the Phil stories and, um, I listen to your show all the time yeah. uh, when I'm driving and stuff and, I love it when he comes on the show. So it, it, he's he's a funny guy. He, sure. he is. Yeah, I got I got your number from him. I figured you guys were teammates now, and he had it. I didn't know he had to go to like into a group <laughs> text to get it. You know, I could have yeah. just text, I could have just texted Bonacci, but I'm like, ah, I'm sure Phil's got it. I didn't realize he actually had to put some work into this. You know? so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a guy. Uh, Luke Neese here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Podcast. Thanks to the folks at Max's Tires. Uh, you look at Max's Tires, and they got the new soft intermediate intermediate to hard terrain tires available maxis.com for more information mountain bike tires are great as well jeremy mcgrath using maxis out there so thank you to um those guys uh, also uh jace kessler uh maxis guy as well so thanks to maxis for coming on board firepower parts as well uh firepower parts supporting dean wilson out there on the firepower honda team featherweight lithium batteries chains made in japan they got leading oil now they got oil made by a leading oem manufacturer so firepowerparts.com they got a super cool website lots of hard parts available at good prices and it's good quality so thanks to the firepower guys as well for coming on board uh with luke niece here uh, on the on the show um hey man supercross went pretty well for you i i mean i'm guessing it you got an 11th you got a fort 15th you're you were a privateer dude on a honda um were you happy with it yeah um it it definitely went a little bit it didn't go exactly how i wanted it to go honestly Mm -hmm. um uh, at the second round I, i ended up breaking my foot yeah. Um, and it just, it was kind of a survival the, the next like three or four rounds. And then, um, after I got back, it, it started getting a lot better. Like I got the 11th towards the end there. Um, I think that was at like Nashville or something. And, um, it, it got better there towards the end. It just, I, that's kind of where I felt like I should have been all year was right around that 11th mark. Um, 10th, that's, that was kind of my goal for this year. And mm-hmm. it just, like I said, it was more of a survival. Um, but this year, I, I went full privateer, um, strictly on my own, out of my van, mm-hmm. um, and it, it it was it went it was awesome. Um, I, I really enjoyed it this year and kind of doing it under uh, under my own and knowing what parts I'm running and everything like that. It it, it went really well, so I, I was pretty stoked on it. Yeah, you know there is something. And I've done so many of these podcasts with privateers, and I've talked to so many of you guys before. Some of these quote unquote teams. Yeah, they, you have to use certain suspension company or a certain part or, you know, you show up at the race and your bike is different or whatever. There's something to be said for like, hey, man, this guy knows my suspension and I'm able to ride here during the week and I'm able to do this um, and, and you have better results. And therefore, sometimes you earn more money and, and all of that just doing it on your own. It's not a bad idea for some guys. Yeah, definitely. I, I I was on teams the last three years, and it just um, it just was was not the greatest for me. <laughs> um, because I, I of bike, one... because of bike stuff, or salary stuff, or like expenses stuff, or like what 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 mostly? 
Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of it's like just, you just have to use some of the parts that you don't want to use. Sometimes the suspension is not the greatest. Yeah. Um, and then like a lot of times you're promised the world and you don't get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's, uh, that's that's a lot of it, honestly. Um, and that's that's the most frustrating part. And just like my my biggest thing was like I, I the I started being more of like trying to figure out what I like, what what's what's going to make me better and mm-hmm. what parts I, I want to run. And, um, like, uh, like last year, um, I think everybody knows a, a little bit of the, the whole SGB deal. It was mm-hmm. just a, it, it didn't go good at all. No, um, no. It, uh, the, our practice bikes were completely different from our race bikes. And I showed up the first weekend and it was not even close. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just, that that's just kind of how, what you deal with, with some of the, the smaller teams that I guess the privateer teams, as you call them. So it's just, it, it's tough. Um, it, it depends on what you want to sacrifice really, um, from it. So East coast supercross, they did increase the purse this year in 250 supercross. Were you able to make some money or was it just, just still too rough? No, uh, this this is probably been my best year yet of, yeah. of money wise. Um, yeah, go, and it's crazy to hear it just as a as a full blown privateer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was my best year as far as making money and and profiting off of it for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and also again, like yeah, you know what? You get to you you uh, you make the phone calls to your sponsors. You have personal relationships. You know all these things that kind of help you. And yeah, like it's not a bad thing. Do you do you anticipate yourself doing that again for twenty four? Yeah, um, I, I'm already kind of making some plans on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I've talked to club a little bit, and um, they're 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 going bigger now. Um, yeah, that, that's just that, that's the way that that club is running now. And I I, I, I mean that's awesome for them. You know, um, they 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 came all the way from the bottom, and now they're mm-hmm. they're going all the way to the top. So. Um, but yeah, I definitely plan on going full privateer again. Um, I've been on the, like I said, I've been on the small teams. I, mm-hmm. I know what it takes and all this. And a lot of times for the small teams, it's just to, to be under a rig and have it a little bit easier for you. But it's honestly more of a headache, I think. So yeah, um, I'll I'll rather stay out of the van. <laughs> Are you gonna? So, yeah, no. Uh, listen, it's not not a bad deal for sure. Who's who's yeah. helping you? Does your dad help you mechanic wise, or how does it how does it work? Um, so like last year I, I had a pretty good title sponsor. Um, okay. it, it's called red research group. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a military company. Okay. Um, or it's not kind of, it is a military company. Um, they, he actually, uh, would build one of the, his projects he would do was he would met, get the Surons or like the Tulares or whatever they are. And, um, he would basically deck them all out with like suspension, different like computers and stuff like that and mm-hmm. batteries and, would sell them as packages to the military and they would basically fly in with them. Um, so it's really cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I had him on board as, as my title sponsor and I had had a a bike shop that would help me out with bikes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, I kind of plan on doing the same route. Um, I think this, this year I'm, I'm going to be on Yamaha. Um, I was going to ask you, yeah, are you going to stick with Yamaha? Because I mean, even then, you know, if club has an opening, an injury fill-in, or if club has some parts, getting a Yamaha would be a smart thing for you. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I, I've kind of talked to club a little bit about seeing about, like, the engines and parts and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, and me and Brandon are really close, so I, I think they would help me out a little bit. Um, I, I know, like, this past year, Phoenix, Honda, they're really close to me as well. They're probably yep. 10 minutes from my house. And they, they help me out a little bit with parts and stuff here and there, especially at the track, like – 
I think everybody helps out, but they they were kind of my go-to a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it would definitely be a little easier for me to do with the club route, and especially coming straight off a club from the last two world rounds, especially them being almost at the beginning of December. Yeah. Um, it, it would just make more sense to, to be on a Yamaha for me um, and, and make it a little bit easier on me too. So, yeah, for sure. And again, um, if they have an injury, you're there, you're yeah. riding well, you step right in, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. All of that. How how did you end up getting uh, O'Neill? Uh, enjoy the ride uh, as your as your gear guy, or was that how'd that come together? Because you know you're East Coast guy, they're a West Coast company. How'd that work? Yeah. So um, whenever I was on SGB, uh, ah, yeah, yeah. I, bas- sure. I basically uh, I, I I texted Mark basically right after SGB and was like, hey, it, it was actually I think it was midway through SGB. I'm like, hey, I'm planning on doing my own thing next year and. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was wondering if you guys would want to be a part of it. And ever since then, we kind of hit it off. And Mark's been awesome to me. Um, and we, we try to keep in touch and everything. And he actually asked me, literally heading to the SMX round, he's like, hey, man, he's like, you need some new gear? And I'm like, man, I was like, unfortunately, I, I can't. I'm, I'm still with the club team and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, But I, I think we're, we're trying to get something together for next year. And um, I, I might have to deal with A-Ray. I'm not sure. I think you're, I think you're going to have to deal with A-Ray. Yeah, I think, I, think he, I think he's part of the package now, you know? Yeah, yeah. So hopefully won't get as sketchy as A-Ray. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. God, the, the SGB stories you guys have with Kate and all that. Oh, my God. Just, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was something there, especially having A-Ray and Kate together. That was just uh, – that was uh, – yeah. A weird time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, really, absolutely. I, I get it, man. And, uh, again, it goes back to the privateer teams aren't always that great, you know, and sometimes just doing it on your own and calling your own shots works. So uh, you got 20th overall on the East Coast again. Um, no motocross for you, like you said, for a number of years. Is that just a financial thing? Like were you good at moto and amateurs, but then, you know, like, like everybody else, you realize that it's too expensive or, like, you know, do you want to do it one day? Yeah, I, I actually thought about doing a couple this past year, mm-hmm. um, and it's like I, I started thinking about it. Like, I honestly was waiting for the payout to come out because they were talking about how much bigger the payout's going to be for mm-hmm. Supercross and Motocross, and I looked at it, and I'm like, it's hardly any better. Um, so, and it, it's honestly, it, it's really hard financially to do it. I know last year I I tried to do Ironman on 2v2 stroke, and I, I wasn't prepared for it because I broke my wrist that year and just tried to rush into it. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's just a lot of work, man. Um, and financially, it's tough. And on the body, it's really tough. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I, I think I would rather go work, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my yeah. dad or my parents, they, they own a, uh, a campground and stuff. And I usually mm-hmm. go help out there and, and work. So it, it's, it's a little easier for me to go work. Um, so it, it's just... I'm thinking next year I might try to do the East Coast rounds. Um, I'm, uh, that's a might. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Depends on sponsor-wise um, yeah. and the WSX stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I might try to do it next year. We'll see. Right, but right. you never know. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, uh, you know, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of effort and there's a lot of parts and it's expensive and, and all of that. So I get it for sure, you know. Um, and, and then, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see about your other program, just privateering, lifing it. Um, Hey, the, the, the club MX thing, you, you've been there for a number of years. Like you said, you know, you pay a certain amount of money, you get to ride the super, there's three supercross tracks, I think, and then outdoor tracks and all of that. Um, I've been there a couple of times. I was really, um, pretty surprised at how structured it was that Brandon and everybody kind of runs this, you know, there's an A group, a B group, and then. 
every day it's like today we're doing sprints, today we're doing motos, today we're going longer, uh, blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, I guess I'm, I was surprised at that because, like, you know, you're paying money and, you know, you know what works for you. And maybe you don't want to do what the group does, but the, on the flip side, like that's also structure and it's accountability and you're racing with, you know, Justin Brayton and Freddie Norn and Phil and, and Enzo and these dudes. So that can do nothing but help you. It's an interesting dynamic. Like how do you, how do you fit in there? How do you like it? Uh, I, I really like it. Um, like I said, I've been there for four years now. Mm-hmm. And um, even when I, I first started Supercross, I, I wasn't training there. Um, I, I would, literally go there and ride i I would pay 50 bucks to go ride and Mm -hmm. i would go ride on my own um and that was before they they ended up getting 20 of us down there now yeah (laughs) um but yeah no i I really like having the group and um we're all really good friends now and and the training that brandon does i mean it obviously works um he he has a lot of results now with a lot of riders um so um and a lot of podium guys and it's just it's really cool down there um i'm not much of one to to not have the structure and the accountability and stuff i i kind of thrive off of that okay Um, so um for me that's it's kind of what i want to have um and then really around the east coast there's there's nowhere else to ride um unless you go down to florida or Mm -hmm. somewhere down there and and honestly, from my parents' house, it's, it was only two hours, and now I, I live in Charlotte, so now I'm an hour and a half from it. So for me, it's not very far of a drive, and it, it's easy for me. Um, and okay. I get to ride with, I mean, like you said, Justin Brayton, Jeremy Martin, uh, Garrett Marchbanks, and all those guys. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, it, it's really good for me. It gets um, pretty it, intense. It Does it get pretty intense at times too, I guess, right? Yeah. Yep. No, it, it does get intense. Um, and sometimes you gotta, you got to – kind of realize and be like, Hey, like this is just practice. Like calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You don't have to set the world on fire. And, um, I, I think a lot of times, like even in California, I feel like it's the same thing. It's always stopwatch, stopwatch, stopwatch. It's yep. like, man, just calm down a little bit. So, um, you don't, you don't always have to show your cards on practice day. So, um, no, I, I, I really like that. And, and the past two years, like I've, I've learned to kind of hold myself back a little bit and not have to just absolutely go kill myself if I'm not, if I'm not setting the world on fire that day, like it's okay. Like I, I know it's just an off day, whatever it is. So, um, and before in the past, it actually would hurt me a little bit. Um, so, but now that I've, that I've kind of got a little older and more mature, mm-hmm. I've realized that it's, it's a really good place for me. So, so does Brandon, like at the end of the day, Brandon or somebody, do they, are you on a program? And again, I don't know. So I'm asking like, are you in a program where they'll be like, Hey Luke, like, Today you you were did this well and you didn't do this well or today uh, I think we need to work on starts or whoops with you like is there a little more one on one or is it more just session stuff with everybody else? Um, a lot of times it is just the session work and stuff and every now and then like while we're riding like Brandon he's really good about yep kind of adding the one-on-one type of stuff while everybody's there so like he'll basically point out like hey like um you need to pick up your corner speed be able to roll a little bit more and stuff like that so right. I, I think he has a really good balance of that um and and being able to to tell us what to do and mm-hmm. um and a lot of times it, it's it's almost like we all work start together and and uh like i, I mean you know his guys they don't really ever get good starts so we're always working starts together because <laughs> yeah. um, i mean he's got garrett marchbanks on 250 so he, he's always working starts yeah. so um 
No, I mean, we, we always kind of have a, 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 a normal schedule of just, we always do starts in the morning. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's kind of always a, a routine for us. Um, and, uh, he always kind of reminds us, reminds us at the beginning, beginning of the week, like, Hey, like you need to work on this or this and this. So, um, no, he, he is pretty good about the one-on-one stuff um, with such a big group as well. So March Banks was ripping in, in Charlotte. Ripping. Yes. Yeah, he, he was great. Um, and you know who was ripping in Chicago was Phil. Yeah, dude, unbelievable. He, he Crazy. Said, he said in the LCQ he almost hit the doubles, which I just would have loved. I just would have loved it. I just, and then he said he, when he got the whole shot, he blacked out. It's, just, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, were you there the day that Phil and Jmar started yelling at each other? Were you there? Yes, I was there. Oh, yep. that, I heard that was super awkward and weird because they were really getting mad. <laughs> well, not not only that. Well, the the one I think it was an amateur kid. Um, the amateur kid literally just ate shit off of a dragon's back, mm-hmm. and we all just huddled around them. And luckily, the the amateur kid was okay. He was just laying on the ground taking a breather. Uh-huh. And all you hear is Phil and and Jeremy just yelling at each other while this kid is <laughs> losing his breath on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's like guys what are you arguing about over here yeah. i don't know it got yeah i forget um, what it was i think i think jmart was cutting a corner i don't even know but it was you, yeah 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 i'm like guys like do this another time like this kid's dying on the ground right here <laughs> yeah, so. they, eventually they just had to walk away they said it got so he, yeah. somebody had to just i think jeremy said he was the bigger guy and just walked away because otherwise it'd still be there arguing so yeah <laughs> I remember one day, I can't remember what happened, but Phil, he was so angry, so angry. <laughs> and uh, he handed his bike to to his mechanic. I don't know if Cam was his mechanic then or not. Uh-huh. Handed it to him, started kicking the dirt, threw a, a, mud, a dirt clod into the mud, and then he picked up this huge rock, and it looked like he was going to headbutt the rock. <laughs> Absolutely, like just looked at, it, looked at it, and then he just chucked it over his head. And we're like... <laughs> It's like, dude, yeah, just, what are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, Phil's going to fill once in a while, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, also, speaking of that, uh, of the group that you ride with, dude, Enzo, dude, he stepped it up this year. Uh, he's always been talented, right? Even when he's JGR, uh, he's always been really talented. But, man, Enzo, you know, when I was there two years ago, I'd helped Enzo a little bit. He ran a pulp sticker, and uh, I helped him out a little bit. And I was, like, watching him in the group, and JB stood out because he's JB. And then, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, you know what? The second best looking guy here is Enzo. I don't even know lap times. I had, I didn't know how the lap times were, but I'm the best guy. The second best guy here is Enzo. And this was two years ago. I can imagine every day with him this year when he was on it. Like the kid is so talented, man. Yeah, uh, Enzo blows my mind. Like it every single day on practice. Like he is the fastest man yeah. on the track. Yeah. Um, and. Even like two years ago, he he would be the fastest guy on the track, and it's like, man, like, how's he even doing it? And then like just this past year, like, it, it seemed like it, it just took another another step for him. Um, and then if he would ride like he does practicing, it, it would. I think he would. I, I mean, he would be a title contender, no doubt about it. I, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, he's got so much talent; it's crazy. Um, and uh, the the speed that he has is just insane. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's I, talent, right? Um, it's really like like he's just naturally talented at a motorcycle. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, and I, I like I always knew of him racing amateurs as well, and he was always super fast amateur, but not 
Yeah. Not like you wouldn't ever really hear of him that much. Um, and then uh, kind of when he went to the JGR thing, it it didn't really seem like it worked out that well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then when he came here, it's like damn yeah yeah really <laughs> right yeah. yeah that's gotta be i mean you know you're a great rider you're you almost top 10 some supercrosses you're in a main event all the time uh and at times for you that's got to be just like god damn like look at that dude you know so yeah especially practicing it's it's yeah. definitely a little defeating it's like dude <laughs> holy cow like yeah he's three seconds faster than me <laughs> yeah yeah really right uh, uh did no. you did you ever live there at club did you ever get one of those cabins and live there yeah, so I, I stayed in a lot of the cabins. I moved around quite okay. a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I when I first went there, I lived in a camper for about three or four months, and then I lived in a cabin. Then I moved to the cabin right beside it, <laughs> and then I moved into one of the big cabins. So I, I moved all around. Okay. Um, what's it like there then, at uh, night? Like, what's it like when everything's quiet and it's nighttime? There, there's not much going on. Everybody just goes in their camper um, yeah. and cabin and plays Xbox or does whatever they want. So, right. Right. Um, no, it's it's pretty calm around there. They don't really allow any pit bikes or anything like that. So everybody's pretty respectful down there. And yep. um, and then uh, like a lot of times, like some of the younger kids, like sixteen, they'll they'll go around in Chesterfield and Shiraz and mess around down there and stuff, mm. but um, cause some chaos. But no, it's usually pretty calm around there. Um, I, I know a lot of times one of the cabins will be bumping because. <laughs> Ten of them are in there, and it's it's a tiny little cabin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how do they all get in there? But um, no, it's usually pretty chill down there. Right. Though. Yeah, they were. We were laughing because Jeremy is a little bit of a different dude, and 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 he's a nice guy. He's great, but he's a little different guy. And they were like, "Yeah, dude, Jeremy's just all alone in the cabin by himself at night, just talking to himself, going crazy, right?" Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like, it's kind of in the woods, and it's an impressive facility. It's it's an impressive facility if if, you, if anybody's never been there. So. Um, yeah, it is. It is definitely crazy down there. It, it's like a motocross heaven for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Uh, by the way, Luke Nice here on the FXR Racing Pulp MX30 is a code to save with the FXR. When you talk about FXR, uh, look, you love O'Neill, but you're also wearing FXR for the club guys in uh, in SMX right now. So um, you're an FX guy, FXR guy, Luke. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah, no, uh, for for the WSX stuff and and the SMX stuff now. Yeah. Um, Man, those are tongue twisters there. But um, <laughs> no, uh, no, I've been wearing FXR now, and it's uh, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Brad, he's been super, super good to us. Um, he, he treats us like royal over there at club. So yeah. um, no, I, I really appreciate him. He he, uh, he stepped up for these SMX rounds since it was a uh, like a four day uh, time timeline for him. Um, he he got me some gear stuff for for Charlotte, and um, he's been hooking me up with oh. the last two rounds. So. Was, oh, was that really it? You had four days. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. It, was, it was like four days. <laughs> Shit, um, I didn't know I, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so thanks to the folks at FXR Racing. Pulpamex 30 is a code to save with those guys. And Race Tech Suspension as well. Uh, Pulpamex, uh, Pulpamex 23, tell me, listen to Pulp. They'll give you a deal. Moto Works, suspension work, racetech.com. Really informative website. Uh, get your bike working right for you with the folks at Race Tech. Uh, Luke, uh, your dad, Jim Neese, uh, longtime privateer in the sport. Uh, really, really all over the results, like in the in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, when I think of your dad, I think of just him and Jim Chester uh, racing 800 times probably together in barns all across the East Coast. Um, he had a good career, though, uh, as, a, as a, like a privateer working man's hero. Uh, I, but I guess you're, you're too young to really re- remember that, huh? Like that was after? Yeah, 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 it was definitely after. I, the only really time I remember him racing was more the towards the end of his arena cross days yep. and stuff like that. 
Um, cause I mean, I was born in 2001, so it, yeah. it was definitely after that. Um, yeah, dude. But, well, uh, do you ever, do you ever watch YouTube stuff of them? Like, is it, is it out there? Do you, have you seen yeah, it? Yeah. No, okay. I've seen a couple of the, like the Daytona, um, and Atlanta and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I've watched over them yeah. and then, uh, and then, uh, the ring across stuff, we always watch that stuff. Um, and then, uh, no, he, he definitely had a good career though. Yeah. Um, yep. he, he podium supercrosses and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's pretty cool to say. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> um, sure. And as a privateer so, too, you know, as a, as a, yeah, yeah. no. And a, a lot of people always think of him as the, Oh, he's the ring across guy. He's the ring across guy. But I mean, no. he's a pretty good, bad dude in supercross. So, um, but, uh, no, him and Jim Chester, they, I dude. mean, they were, just how many times? You, how many times do you think your dad and Jim Chester hit each other in a corner? <laughs> I mean, man, I have I have no clue. Absolutely, ten thousand no times. I mean, ten thousand every times. race, I would say. I mean, <laughs> how could you not? Yeah, <laughs> they're like magnets out there, dude. I I just uh, hear these legendary stories of these arena crosses. You know, <laughs> even Bradshaw. Bradshaw showed up back in the day and. Like yeah. your dad, uh, yeah, they just worked them or something. Yeah, yeah I, I I know Brayton always tells me this story. He, uh, his first arena cross race that he ever went to, um, he raced against my dad, and he said he's never, he still has never been hit so hard as in, in his entire life. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said his handlebar was halfway into the berm. Yeah. Um, like stuck in the berm. <laughs> um, I think like but, uh, with your dad and, and Chester, like every pass was costing them money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was them paying their mortgage and stuff. I mean, that, I they, they had to race for money. <laughs> so, so what, what kind of dad is he with you? Like, is he a dad that, uh, calls you up and yells at you or tells you what you need to do and ride? Or is he one of those dads that just kind of sits back and he's there when you need him? Or like, I don't know how aggressive is he as a, as a, as a moto dad for you? Yeah. He's, he's never, ever been aggressive at okay. all. Um, he, he's not the, the, the 50 dad yeah, yeah, um, yeah. type of thing. Um, no, like since I've been on the teams and stuff, he's, he's definitely sat back a little bit more and, and watched and, um, just always put in his two cents a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, he's never overstepped or anything like that. And, um, like this past year with, uh, me going privateer, he was kind of like my, my team manager a little bit. Um, he, okay. he yep. basically did all the canopy work, like the, the design and everything for pitch shirts, um, contacted a couple of the sponsors and stuff. Um, and he, he, he's been awesome this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's enjoyed it. Um, cause with arena cross, he kind of ran his own team that one year, yep. um, the empire Suzuki team. So he, he kind of knows how it all works and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, no, he's, he's always been awesome. Um, and he's always been a really good mentor to me and, um, he's, I mean, he trained kids forever. So I always yeah. train them. Um, so he, he's, He's always been awesome. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't really ask for a better dad as, as far as a racing dad or yeah, in the, yeah, because normal life. Yeah, it could go so, the other way, right? It could be like, what the hell are you doing, you stupid idiot? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. You, you always hear the horror stories of, I mean, a lot of the, the I mean, top racers yeah. and everything. You just hear that the, the bad stories of all that their dads don't talk to them anymore mm-hmm. or they don't talk to their dads anymore because it's just they get so frustrated with them. So it's just. It, I, 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 that was always a nightmare of mine, um, but it, it never, 
and never ever will get to that point ever. So I heard at one point your dad and Jim Tester weren't talking any for a while. They were mortal enemies too. I think. Randy yeah, Blake's no, they didn't talk for a while, um, and I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what all that was about. Who but, knows, uh, yeah, dude? It could have been anything. Yeah, it could have been anything. Yeah. Any chance of you moving to Piedmont and taking a title of the fastest man in Piedmont? Is there any chance <sighs> of that, like? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've talked about that before. I know. Um, yeah, we can. Yeah, I, I actually have a picture of Randy Richardson in my drawer. He, he took one of my. I had like this camera for the fans at the when I was privateering. He has mm-hmm. a, He took a picture of himself. So I have a picture. It's like a wallet sized picture that I have of him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, Randy Richardson. He's he's a special breed for sure. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta get rid of that. Uh, you know, we gotta get you gotta get somebody down in Piedmont. Daniel Blair, maybe you. You know, somebody to move to Piedmont, maybe maybe your dad, I don't know. Um, you know, so Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it'll <laughs> it'll start a war if we if one of us do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Uh hey, you mentioned your dad and mom mom and dad own a campground. Uh how's that? Uh, what's that life like? Uh is it just a matter of like, hey, we got these spots and we gotta cut the grass and, and hey, pay us for the spend the night or what's involved in like owning and running a campground? Yeah, so he he started it three years ago, three or four years ago now. Um, and, uh, it, it's been awesome. It's been a blast. Honestly, it's, it's not like your, your normal campground where you just show up and you just go park and you stay there for the night or whatever it is. Um, they, uh, it's, it's more of a resort type oh, of okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's more of a, like a high end type of campground. So he, he ended up building like a, like a, big like swimming pond basically like a super nice pond um fountain and stuff with a beach mm-hmm. um and then uh they they have a lot of stuff on the weekends like food trucks they'll have cornhole tournaments bingo oh, okay. yeah, your, yeah your normal campground stuff type of type of deal and then they'll have like a 80s weekend um like thanksgiving stuff halloween bash all kinds of stuff oh um, so it, yeah it's much more than just hey hook up for the night and leave yeah yeah, yeah no um it, it's it's definitely your not your average campground um and uh no he's got a bunch of awards um for basically like best campground Mm -hmm. in north carolina and stuff like that um but uh no it's been awesome and um it's been uh it's been different so um it's it's not your your normal racing stuff um (laughs) by no means but we actually uh their campgrounds completely booked all the way till next year Jeez, uh, wow. on the weekends the weekdays are a little bit slower but it's mainly the weekends that, that everybody comes for mm-hmm. um and uh like as of like next year they're already like 10 weekends full um and Jeez. everybody books like crazy um but yeah I, I actually just worked out there uh yesterday i had to go fix a pipe oh um, wow look at you yeah yeah so i, I go there and work quite a bit um I, I'll, I'll either go mow or just do your normal mulching, landscaping, just whatever I can to, to make some extra money. Um, so cool. it's, uh, I know when I broke my foot, I was there quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really right. You're like, Hey, um, yeah. Hey, hey guy work for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, who do you hang out with? Uh, you're, you're in Charlotte, you're at club. Who do you, who do you hang out with, uh, when you're not riding or when you're back at home and, and want to go out for a night and, and do something like who's, uh, who are your buddies with? Yeah, so uh, me and KP, we actually hang out quite a bit. Okay, KP, uh, yeah. Kyle Peters, yep. yeah. Uh, he's actually taking care of my dog while I'm in L- L.A. Uh, for this for this week. So um, I get to see him tomorrow. And then uh, we we occasionally get Cade to come out. But, you know, if he's hunting or anything like that, then he's just 
don't get me started on Cade. Just, don't get me started yeah. on Cade. He, he, hey, he, he, he just. <laughs> he, I guess he decides he doesn't want money. I don't know. He doesn't like money. Uh, he doesn't want to race yeah. SMX. Uh, I don't know. Yep. He's just too big for that, you know. He's Dude, Cade. Right. He's Cade. Um, Cade Air. Yeah, it's, um, it's Cade. Um, okay. It's, yeah, and hey, I, KP, I KP's racing again, right? He's coming back? No, I don't think so. Oh, is he done? Okay. Oh, I mean, he's no, racing Arena, arena Cross. cross arena Cross. Though, yeah, yeah he's, he's doing another year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I don't know. You might have heard something different than I have, but I think he's doing it. Yeah, um, I, I thought I saw something where he was saying, I'll be back next year. And I'm like, okay, because I know, you know, look, he had a bad injury. Um, you know, he came back, but he told us on the show, it definitely, he's not the same rider, right? It, it affects him when he rides. It's not, yeah. not not as good to race for him. And so I was wondering if he was going to hang it up soon. Yeah, so. Yeah, no, I, I think he still really enjoys it. Um, I, yeah. I mean, we ride a lot. Um, and then I, we, we go to the gym basically every day together so um me and him hang out quite a bit um and uh kp's and good dude a yeah. yeah good dude I, yeah no he is a really good dude and I, I, he's kind of an older brother to me I, when my dad trained kids he trained kp mm-hmm. his whole entire amateur career basically so um I, I know every day i would literally we'd go to his house i go knock on his door hey it's time to go ride and we'd go ride so um he, he's been around me a um and then uh i have a couple other buddies i I go play golf with and stuff here local so Mm -hmm. um but yeah as far as as riding buddies it's mainly just cade and and uh kp okay Um, um, by the way so yeah speaking of cade i won't get more i won't get angry at him anymore (laughs) but um dude he he was harassing me to get you in my race in my lcq pulp mex race uh the guy wouldn't leave me alone, um, yeah. and, and we got we got you in because I just wanted to shut him up, and uh, and then, dude, I thought we were gonna have to, yeah, get a stand in for you. You showed up, you had bike problems. It was a disaster. I mean, you you made the race, but and you got some money, but yeah, damn it, you, it couldn't have, could have uh, went a little better for you, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just glad I'm not referred to as Kate's friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it was it, that the whole Denver experience was a nightmare. Yeah, um, I, I ended up getting clubbed to take my bike for me, um, and literally just one bike and a, a bin full of parts, um, but not enough parts, obviously. Yeah, um, and I showed up and my bike would literally not run at all. Um, and my mechanic, he seriously changed every single part on the yeah. motorcycle except for the engine and um we ended up getting it running it was somehow a spark for, plug cap was it a spark plug cap or what was it something dumb right no so we thought it was uh what what did we think it we thought it was the throttle body okay um, yeah yeah and i ended up actually pulling b-ray's whole entire race bike apart um <laughs> and he let me run it and then um, for Saturday, I got through time qualifying stuff, I think, and then it just it never it didn't even run again. I, I literally showed up to line with a battery charger, and <laughs> and the battery cover was off of my bike. So we would literally that was the only way I could start it because it wouldn't hardly start just normal. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, so then we showed up to to Utah, and it was still doing the same thing. And I ended up shipping my whole entire practice bike engine and everything to utah um so i could race utah and so it ended it, up being my, yeah, what was it my fuel tank uh, my fuel pump oh um, okay it would once it got hot it would just shut off um and then once it was cold it would just run super weird and i've never heard of it doing that usually just it's either on or off yeah so, yeah um yeah. it's super weird um and then actually 
one of the Hondas at, at club, uh, like two weeks ago, they had the same exact problem. Um, kind of the same deal as me. Like it would just run super weird and end up being the fuel tank. <laughs> Jeez. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, super I weird. remember you, did you beat any, did you just ride around in my race? I don't remember what happened, but I know you didn't, uh, you didn't even practice. You couldn't get a lap. So you showed up. Yeah, for the no, race. I didn't do yeah. practice. Right. Um, I think I ended up getting like seventh or eighth. Um, I finished right behind Freddie. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I, I actually didn't do too bad. I think I, like five grand which i was stoked on yeah <laughs> um, but yeah no it, it ended that's up turning right. to be okay um i, I rode all right so yeah that's right because i basically just sent it for the first lap and followed everybody <laughs> yeah i was that's right because sorry i forgot yes i was so impressed with the fact that you didn't do one lap in practice and then yeah. you like yeah you figured you figured out the combos and you just rode yeah that yeah was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah so, well and, uh, i appreciate you letting me do that race that that was that was a lot of fun so yeah um, um I, I had yeah. a blast i know it was a lot to do with kate but did kate um, try to get a percent of your money or no yeah, he tried to take five percent off oh, it. Unbelievable! I was like, Dude, yeah, he, he ended up giving me just just letting it slide since all the bike problems I had. So, okay, yeah. Um, uh, but I, I remember I was like, "Hey, Kate, if Nice can't get going, I got guys who want in." You know, <laughs> no, but I mean, I do. Like, I was like, if you're not going to race, yeah. like, don't leave the gate empty. Like, you know, and yeah, uh, no, for sure. And, and Kate was like, no, 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 dude, he's uh, Phoenix is helping him and B Ray, and he, he'll, he'll do it. And I'm like, okay, like, just let me know. <laughs> hey, the, the, the funny part was, I actually was already signed to do WSX with Club, and I asked Club, I was like, hey, like, is there any way I could I could just race one of your bikes for the race? And they actually thought about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have any they didn't rules. Have any spare yeah. plastic or anything on the rig to put on there? So oh, okay. I'm like, oh, whatever. Right. But yeah, we um, we don't have a lot of rules with that race. It would have been fine. Yeah. We, it, yeah. It, no, I figured yeah. it, it. I mean, it would have been a little sketchy, but I, I know that's right up the LCQ race. Yes, so. absolutely. Um, we we yeah. we embrace that. <laughs> no, that, that was great. Uh, yeah. No, it was good to good to have you get you in there, and uh, I mean you're you know like we have these wild card spots, and and you're in your van going to the races. You're the epitome of the guys we want to help out. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, happy to happy to get you in for sure. So no no problem on that. Uh, hey man, thanks for the time. I appreciate it on the uh, Privateer podcast. Uh, good luck this weekend in LA. More Supercrossy, so you should be a little more at home, like you said, and then uh, you have. Um, yeah, World Supercross in November, right? First week in November. That's the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, man, awesome. Well, thanks, uh, thanks for the time, Luke. I really appreciate it. Uh, anybody you want to thank uh, for your sponsor wise? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I like to thank. I mean, the club team for, for helping me out um, for these SMX races and even doing the WSX stuff. And then, as far as like my, I mean, my program. I mean, I had a Red Race Search Group and and the whole. I mean, basically just. Uh, my other sponsors, like my parents, Campground, O'Neill, and 60, and all those guys, they, they, they stepped up a lot for me this past year. So, um, but uh, yeah, ready to get this uh, this last SMX race in for, for club and, and the WSX stuff, and then basically start to, to get the privateer program started again. And um, and also, thank you for, for having me on again. I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of the show. So, I, I was stoked to do this. So, um, cool. yeah. again. Well, if you're ever in Vegas or driving by and you want to stop in studio uh, for a show or whatever, yeah, let me know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, definitely, man. That'd be awesome. Cool. All right. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll see you this weekend. Yeah. Thank you, man.
Thanks to Luke Neese for the uh, time on the uh, Privateer Podcast. Zool's Bags, Pulp 23 is the code to save. Let Zool's help pack your passion. Uh, regardless of how stress-free and easy social media models make travel look, it kind of sucks, right? So the Zool's guys make it a lot easier. They have an extensive background in the luggage and moto industry. And whether you're traveling for work, pleasure, or simply hauling your kids to the never-ending sporting events, Zool's Bags will help you. Pulp 23 is the code to save with Zool's. Z-U-L-Z. They have a massive, if you want the biggest gear bag, I think known to man. Zools has it. Uh, Pulp 23 is the code to save with those guys. Seat Concepts as well. Proudly handmade and developed in the USA by true motorcycle enthusiasts. Seat Concepts offers a wide variety of seat options from stylus replacement covers to complete seats. Uh, the code for that is PulpMX23 is the code to save at SeatConcepts.com. Whether you're hitting the motocross track or gearing up for the trek across the country, Seat Concepts has a seat for you. PulpMX23 is the code to save with those guys. Again, thank you to Max's Tires and Namira, Roost MX, uh, Firepower as well, of course, Racetech and... Uh, um, uh, FXR as well. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. See ya.